think a name that's probably familiar to everyone here, those who are new to the parish know her name because our outreach ministry is named for her, Sister Mary Roberts. She was here for a long time, and she had a deal with the former pastor, Father Putnam, who I followed, that when he left, she was leaving. So I never got to work with her. She made good on her promise, and I think we overlapped by a day. So I don't really know Sister, but um, lots of wonderful stories about her. She was very dedicated to serving, especially the sick, But one of the things that kind of like lives on about Sister Mary Roberts is a line that she always said about this time of year. She'd say, my goodness, we just laid him in a manger. Now we're already nailing him to the cross. So like you look at the facts that we fly through the liturgical year, right? I mean, the nativity scene literally just came down on Thursday. It takes a little while to get everything down. I mean, heck, look behind me. We still have some poinsettias, right? Like we don't even have different types of flowers yet. And, as I got to say last year with the announcement of the movable feet, not last year, last Sunday, with the announcement of the movable feasts, Ash Wednesday, one month from today, you know? And so it's one of those things that's like, oh my gosh, like you blink and we go from Christmas to Holy Week, and before you know it, it's going to be the middle of summer, like we just go so fast. And I'll tell you, last week, uh, as I was saying goodbye to everybody, little guy who's actually here at Mass right now. Uh, kind of bemoaned the fact. He said, did you say Ash Wednesday is February 14th? I'm like, yeah. He goes, Len is so boring. There's no chocolates. There's no TV. And then, God bless him, his dad had him come back and say he was sorry. I'm like, buddy, I get it. It's okay. And the thing is, it's sort of like, you know, when a little guy is crying because he's tired. And it's like, that's just how he communicates because he can't say it. It's like, I know how you're feeling because I feel the same way. I just have aged to the point I can hold back the tears. Now, I get the sentiment, right? It's tough as we look at the fact that, like I said, Lent, one month from today, and literally, I mean, we just finished Christmas, and here it comes. But I thought as we look at that fact, we know Ash Wednesday is going to be upon us before we know it, that to look at what the church gives us in these beautiful readings today to get ready for that season. And what do I mean by that? I mean, we want to make sure that we're receiving what our Lord wants to give us, to recognize the fact that we don't want to enter into that time period and be like, oh my gosh, I gave up beer and I'm going to do it and there's going to be like three days there. I'm like, ah, I really need one. I'm going to have one. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's Good Friday and then it's like the middle of the Easter season. We're just like moving right into the year. That's not what our Lord wants for us. And you can see that so beautifully put in the gospel today with that question that I think is so essential in the midst of our faith, in the midst of our lives, the very like fact of our existence. When Jesus turns and looks at the two disciples who are now following him and he says, what are you looking for? And I think that's something that's so crucial for all of us to ask, right? What are you looking for? What am I looking for? Because as we come together on another Sunday like this, right? The second Sunday in ordinary time. We're not just like a social club, right? We're not just sort of going through the motions. We're not just supposed to sort of show up and do what we're supposed to do and then life is just like normal. No. What are you looking for? Pope Benedict sums this up so well when he talks about our faith in his first encyclical, God is Love, Deus Caritas Est. This comes in the very first paragraph. He says this, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice 
or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. We're made for that new horizon, for that decisive direction. And I think this time of year kind of alerts us to that fact and the fact that there's almost like an inherent sort of disappointment, deflation sort of thing. What do I mean by that? Okay, we're done with the Christmas season, right? And even if you got everything that you wanted, if you walked out on Christmas morning and you had that Lexus with the bow on it from the commercial, right? No matter what the number of it is, if you got a Red Ryder BB gun, right? All of those things that maybe it was like perfect, but here we are. It's January 14th. It's like none of those things ultimately satisfy us. There is a longing in the very depths of our being that all of us are created with. And we experience it so many times, we see it in so many ways that we try to fill that up with all sorts of different things. For example, take St. Paul in, this, in the letter to the Corinthians day. Now remember, Corinth, in his day, it's the Las Vegas of the time. What happens in Corinth stays in Corinth, okay? And as you read through this reading, I mean, God bless the editors, but they made it G to the point that it doesn't make any sense. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. Like, what? Okay, I'm going to like notch up to PG here and just give you the Greek. That word for immorality, ready? Porneia, okay? I don't think I have to say a whole lot more. You probably know what I mean by that because there's a very obvious link to the English. It's like giving your body away, yourself away, to, to nothing, right? To no one. And then being surprised that you feel completely empty. And the thing is, there's so many things in our life. The devil is such a good advertiser. If you just do this, if you just follow this, you're going to be fine. And then we're always disappointed. And even when it's like good stuff we want to be a part of, still, there's a, there's a lacking there, right? We long to have that infinite communion for which we are made. And our Lord looks at us and says, what are you looking for? What am I looking for? And my biggest piece of advice as we move through this next month, right, and moving towards Lent, is to ask our Lord that question. What am I looking for? I mean, my spiritual director told me a couple weeks ago, he said, go in front of our Lord and tell him what is going on. Tell him where the ache in your heart is. And he said, don't be general about it, right? You don't go to the doctor and go, I'm sick. Like, you tell him what's happening, right? You can't just say about a general ache. You say, my elbow, it really hurts. Or I'm coughing all of the time and it just hurts all the way down my esophagus. Like, you say something specific so he can get at that. We all have a longing in our hearts that our Lord wants to satisfy. Think about the beautiful, wise words of St. Augustine. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. But then, once they rest in him, when we have things in order, then everything falls into place. St. Augustine, who had a pretty rocky first part of his life, right? He could have spent a lot of time in Corinth. Now, what did he eventually say? Love God and do what you will. Because if we have that in order, if we are going to him to find that deepest longing in our hearts, to recognize as the fathers of the Second Vatican Council told us, Christ reveals man to himself. 
And so ultimately in this life, we don't want to just go through the motions, right? We don't want to come up on another Lent and go, giving up chocolate, and then all of a sudden it's the end of Easter, and I ate too many Reese's peanut butter eggs, and I feel like garbage. Like, that's not what he's made us for. He's made us for communion. He's made us for this unity with him, and then in turn with everybody else. Look at the beautiful ending of the gospel today. Andrew brings his brother Simon to Jesus. Jesus looks at him and says, you are Simon, the son of John. Fast forward 21 chapters in John's gospel. What is Jesus going to say after the resurrection? Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. And ultimately, our Lord wants that interaction with us too. He wants to look at you and say, John, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. We all have a vocation to live out that ultimately finds its source, its origination in love of him. And all of us in different ways go after different things that kind of pull us away, and that's the glory of Lent, is to be able to remove those obstacles. And when I get back from Fatima, so next week it'll be Father Brian Becker here. You'll love him. I'm sure he's going to do an amazing job. It'll be so great. Welcome him. But then when I get back, we have three Sundays before we jump into Ash Wednesday. My hope is to spend some time reflecting on fasting, then on prayer, then on almsgiving, and why we do what we do. Because I'm not getting up here to say, don't just give up chocolate. I mean, okay, maybe chocolate is the thing to give up. I don't know. But it's all to a purpose. Because ultimately, we are all looking for something. We've all been created in the image and likeness of God. We've all found, inheriting from our first parents, the fall. Jesus asks us, like God asks our first parents in the garden, where are you? We end up lost so much of the time. And the beautiful thing is, is he has come to look for us and to say to us, what are you looking for? Because he wants us to be at rest, to be at peace, to be on fire with love for him, to know that we are loved and called by name, and then to go out there into the world. So my friends, my recommendation for the next two weeks, and I will be praying for you, and please pray for me. Be like Samuel in that first reading. Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. Spend time asking him, what am I looking for? Tell him what's going on in your heart. Tell him where you feel that longing, where you feel that ache, where things just don't feel fulfilled. And remember, he's the son of God. He wants you to be fulfilled. And the more that you can name it, the more that he can show you the path forward to show you, yes, what are you looking for? Guess what? It can be satisfied. And the glory is it can be satisfied even in this life. And then thanks be to God forever in the life to come. Praise be Jesus Christ.